When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yeah, well, we all know what that sound means. It's a very good morning if you're just tuning in to us. It's three minutes past 10 o'clock. If you're with us in Adelaide, it's just after 9.30 in the morning. But as of Monday, it's going to be a different Super Bowl, but one with more storylines than most, I think. Now, a man who's been at the forefront of it with us and calling it for us in the last few years and done an unbelievable and remarkable job is our next guest. It is usually his show, but he's been good enough to join us in the middle of his holidays. Jared Whiteley. Jared, thanks for your time. Kane, hello. Great to chat to you. Oh, well, have you, have, you have, a, have you had a bit of a break, firstly, before we get on to all things work-related? <laughs> have you been able to refresh and reset on what was an extraordinary year? Yeah, it was good to get to that end of the cricket tour uh, mm. and I did need it, I think that's fair I, I don't know about you Kane but my kids are at an age where for the first week they were still on holidays and all I did was Uber drive and be the ATM yes. for them so, um, <laughs> so that's, uh, that was good fun um, and then I've had a bit of a chill this week to, uh, to get ready for it all, so yes, yes I have had a break, I've got no complaints before we get to uh, the Super Bowl, your thoughts on the tour being cancelled um, this month? I guess you probably weren't surprised. No, it was always going to be difficult, but it does leave Australia in that position where a whole lot of nations have probably taken marginal risks to keep cricket going around the world. And Australia had identified that as, a, as a, both a necessity and a virtue, and then they haven't been able to hold up their end of the bargain for South Africa, who is a cricket board in in desperate trouble and desperate need of that tour at the moment. So um, I have uh, I don't second guess the medical evidence at all, and my sympathies are always with the players in these matters. Is would you really want to go under these circumstances? And then the broader lens on it is it's a, it's a cruel blow for South Africa. It's inflicted by Australia, and um, most other nations have been able to fulfil their obligations one way or another. Jared Whateley joins us this morning. It is his show, and he'll be back calling all the action for Super Bowl 55. You'll hear it live on 1116 SEN, of course, and on the SEN app from 9 until 3. It's a solid stint. I don't know where to start with, with, with this Super Bowl. Firstly, I guess it's, it's going to be different for you. I've spoken to you about the thrill of being there and being in the stadium and the parties and everything that's associated with the culture of an event like this. Completely different this year with all of that, but calling from the studio, Jared, I guess that presents its <laughs> other challenges as well. 
So I guess we've had a year to get used to it, Kane, as that's where yeah. the AFL Grand Final was, that's where the deciding test from the Gabba was, that's where the Super Bowl will be. So it's a little bit less uh, fun and it's a fraction less fulfilling, but uh, I'm hardly the only one who'll be feeling that, is just watching what's not happening in Tampa rather than what is mm. happening is, yes, I'm, I'm not a big party guy, but the build-up around a, a Super Bowl is, is quite extraordinary. And for the first time for the home team to be in the Super Bowl, which is, which is held at a neutral venue, or it's not this time around, is what Tampa Bay might have been with all the, the set-up around it and all the anticipation and 72,000 people to what it is with none of the peripheral essentially and uh, and a quarter of the stadium it it does strike me as a little bit of a pity and especially given how great the matchup is is my, my first reaction watching those games on the monday was well every promoter can take the next fortnight off because yeah. that game sells itself and that's exactly how it's panned out it is being called um, maybe the greatest matchup in all of sport is that's that's American, um, that's verbose and that's typical of, of what happens in the build-up to it. But Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes is the meeting of the generations in a way that very rarely can happen, and it will happen on Monday. It's almost like for an NBA comparison, it's almost like a 23, 24 year old LeBron taking on a. I'm not sure the age difference between Michael Jordan and LeBron, but similar, Michael Jordan well into his mid 40s. Is it like this is everything you would ever want? And if Mahomes loses and Brady gets seven, you would think it impossible for him to catch him. He's he's got one and he's 24, 25. Almost impossible, but should he win, the lure of you know getting to six and overtaking him is still there. But just on Brady, I I watch a, a little bit of NFL and I'm, I, I do love the sport, but clearly my knowledge of it isn't as great as as others, particularly over there in the US. But Tom Brady looked finished to me uh, when he left New England. I was surprised he didn't retire, and I was surprised he thought he had one more run in him. Has the the good form that he's shown this year has that surprised you? Um, yeah, so I think I think if everybody's honest, it it, it surprised the whole uh, sporting world. Um, he was certainly finished at the Patriots, but it, yeah. as it turns out, that had much more to do with the Patriots than it did to Brady. So Brady is one of the handful of athletes who's redefining longevity in sport, mm. and to a degree, I think Roger Federer is part of that, and there's um, there's uh, a winter sports champion who's another part of that, and I think there's a little bit of looking and seeing and just redefining what's still possible in an athlete's 40s and it, so I, I think it's it i think it's the greatest chapter of his career at 43 after two decades and all the success he had with the patriots to go to a new team which is not a successful franchise and lead them to the super bowl in their hometown uh it's it actually is quite astounding and he has He's got better as the season has gone on, and some of that is self-evident, and some of it is counterintuitive. At 43, you would expect an athlete to tire the longer a season went, but what's been self-evident is as he has learnt and implemented the new system with his offence, and it is a hugely system-based sport. He he not only has thrived, but he's got a team who's now won seven in a row and and caused a number of upsets, which really do have them in, in a shape where they're a, they're a contender against, and the Chiefs are the best team in football uh, quite clearly but the Bucks are not heavy underdogs in this game 
Yeah, uh, fascinating, particularly when you, you cast your, your mind back to the pre-season setups, and they didn't have their usual OTAs, I think they call it, in the pre-season competitions for obvious reasons. He was holding private little sessions with his wide receivers. It might have been three or four of them, and it was captured with a helicopter vision and things like that. So <laughs> just the methodical nature of the way that he prepares is... He's unbelievable, and he's yeah, he's worth 250 million, Jared. He's got six yeah. rings, and he's he's done everything. I I I'm just not sure we've ever seen an athlete, perhaps LeBron James, in the conversation that is wired like this guy is. Yeah, and there have been stories this week that uh, his family has gone away for the 12 days in preparation to this Super Bowl, so that he's um, he's <laughs> completely free to obsess over his football mm. preparation. And it, it is it's the one great counter in the game is no one would underestimate Brady anymore because he would be he will he recognises the opportunity that he's opened up for himself and for this team, and he's now talking this week about playing well. He was asked would he consider playing when he's 45 and he said he's absolutely open to that and why wouldn't he be and I did notice in the the overnight stuff that's come through he's talking about this team will be substantially better next year so he's already cast an eye through what happens on on Sunday in America and then um, absolutely believing that they'll they'll be better they're an attractive proposition to go and play there so yeah he's he is redefining a lot of what we what we perhaps have imposed in sport for a long time, and maybe sports medicine plays a role in that. His obsessive nature is part of that. But, yeah, if you're underestimating Tom Brady's skill, I'm afraid you haven't been paying attention. Mm, all that avocado ice cream that he's been eating, Jared, is, is certainly <laughs> paying off. Might need to try that. So, that, so that's, that's the Brady side of things. But then we've got this mm. young phenomenon, like this young freak, which, which is what he is, and that's Patrick Mahomes you mentioned. Look, I don't give the Bucks a, a shot, noticing just how potent their offense is, the Chiefs. How, how do you see the matchup unfolding? Yeah, so the Chiefs should be favourites, and they are. It's a bit surprising they're not heavier favourites, but that's the Brady factor. So they've won 25 of their past 26, which includes last year's Super Bowl. So they only lost one game this season. Mahomes is... So he, he is the, the one player in the next generation who has revealed himself really quickly to be capable of going and chasing the great records that Tom Brady has laid down. He, he's explosive and he has an incredible offense. He's got Tyreek Hill, who's the fastest mm. player in the NFL. He's the wide receiver who last year was talking about making a run at the Olympics after they'd won their Super Bowl title. And Travis Kelsey, who's their tight end, who I remember last year we were interviewing Rob Gronkowski, who'd retired from the Patriots, had joined the commentary team, and he said his favorite player was Travis Kelsey. And now they're mm. tight ends on opposite sides in this uh, in this Super Bowl. So... Yes, we get this extraordinary moment in time where the greatest of all time comes up against the one player in the next generation who's revealed himself as being capable of chasing it all. And it is being framed around Mahomes is that if he doesn't beat Brady when he's in his 40s in this singular matchup, then he can never be considered the greatest of all time, no matter what he goes on to mm. achieve. So mm. think about what a high bar that is to set for a man in his early 20s. And that's oh. what's been loaded into this game. Yeah, uh, there's supposedly a bit of rain around and a bit of poor weather. In fact, it, it looks really ordinary, the weather, from, from what I've heard and read. Now, that can change, of course, still two days away. D does that favour Brady, do you think, with where <laughs> he's played a lot of his footy in, in New England? 
Yes, but does it favour the rest of his team? Does it favour yeah. his receivers and his running backs? Probably not. So, yes, is Brady's played his football in Boston in in atrocious conditions a lot of mm. times. So he's a he's a wet track specialist, as we might say. But whether the rest of the team would be suited by that, I'm not sure. I, I because the Chiefs are so there's sort of there's two um, notions that run through this. Is every Super Bowl opponent who's come up against Brady is that you just have to keep scoring points. No no margin is safe and I and that's been proven to be true. And then you've got the Chiefs who are who just score so devastatingly quickly. So they'll put twenty one points up in a quarter and put a game away. So you've got those two lovely dynamics that, that clash as well. So it, it couldn't be better set um I wish we were there for it. It'll mm. be a hell of a spectacle. I think there's a rough chance that by the end of the year, this will be looked back as, as one of the two or three biggest sporting events um, that there was. If, if it's even half a decent game, if it happens to be a classic game, I can see it instantly being, um, being elevated to one of the greatest sporting events of all time. Can't wait for it. Nine o'clock Monday right here on 11.16. Just a couple of other things wouldn't mind getting your thoughts on before we let you go as we, we move off the Super Bowl and you'll have plenty of time to, to preview that game from nine o'clock and give you tips and all those types of things. But um, you would have sat back and I, I know you'll speak about it when your program resumes on Tuesday, but the Collingwood situation and the Maguire press conference and the report, um, how did you analyse that from, from your lounge chair at home? Yeah, well... It, it reached its zenith yesterday when the players released their statement and with a couple of days to contemplate how they felt about it, they started with sorry. And that was the only appropriate response. Mm. I, I'm surprised those who fronted the initial press conference didn't realise that that was the starting point. Um, but the players with a couple of days to maybe understand the the mood and the way that it landed and the significance of it and the, the attitudes of a great many, they, they recognised what their role in it was and sorry was the only legitimate starting point so yeah i'm surprised that that wasn't the initial starting point on monday Uh, and i'm not sure why i think you could probably trace it a long way back and and think if collingwood had actually got to the point of of saying sorry to heredia lumumba when all of this began is maybe they would have saved themselves an enormous amount of pain but maybe they would have missed the revelations along the way so Mm. it's now it's now for them to to prove the worth of the words from the players um it's been a a damaging week to the legacy of of eddie mcguire i I have watched as that that a group of collingwood members and not insubstantial groups come together under the banner of i think it's collingwood fans care um and it's sort of been heartened to see that because if you are a follower of the club and you aren't feeling that way, then um, then I'm not sure. So, yeah, I, I don't think the leadership distinguished itself on Monday. I think the players hit the right tone yesterday, and now it's it's to be seen what happens as a result. Are they the biggest storyline this year, this this report aside, although you, you can't completely put it to the side, but from a football perspective, are they, are they the, the closest watch this year with Maguire, with Buckley, with the trade period, with where they're at? Yeah, they probably are, Kane. Um, they finished eighth, so they only just made uh, the finals last year. Notionally, they would have to improve to do that. They've jettisoned players who are in their starting lineup. The coach is in the final year of his contract. The president's on his way out. I think lame duck leadership is a really tough phase to be in in any walk of life. So 
Yeah, I imagine they are. If they start poorly, it's really easy to forecast what the conversations on the Monday of after round five are if they're one and four. And if they're four and one, as sport has a way of winning covers a great many sins and maybe the only way for Collingwood's recovery in the short term is through winning. So, yeah, they, through their own hands, have bought themselves this lot heading into 2021 and we will watch and, and frankly, we will judge. Well said, Jared. Thank you for joining us on the last day of what is your holidays. You'll be back with a bang from 9 o'clock on Monday. Cannot wait for it, and, and we'll speak to you throughout the year, of course. It'll be exciting. We will have Larry Fitzgerald Senior in the stadium in Robert James Stadium. Oh, he was great today, last so, year. He, was, he yeah. was great last year, wasn't he? So we need a little bit of luck on the technology front, but he'll be in the stadium for us to give us the feel, and we'll, uh, we'll see how we go. It'll be great fun. Cannot wait for that. Gerard Waitley with his coverage and our coverage of the Super Bowl with Larry Fitzgerald, who was, uh, is magnificent. Um, the emotion in his voice last year and, and the way that he speaks about the game is, is well worth listening as it sits. And then you get uh, one of the biggest matchups we have ever seen in world sport. Do you get into it? Do you like it? Do you understand it? Um, Super Bowl 55, will you be watching? Who's your tip? Uh, would love your thoughts on on all of that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Big show still to come. Uh, Cam Bancroft is going to join us from the Perth Scorchers. He was magnificent last night, wasn't he? They were, they were flying. And can anyone explain to me, I, I, I know it's the Duckworth-Lewis system and all of that, but would they make um, 180-odd off 18, yet the Brisbane Heat were required to make 200 off, off 18? I'm not sure how that sort of eventuated. It wouldn't have mattered because Perth were the better side, but another confusing aspect of the Duckworth-Lewis system last night. Brett Phillips with all the moving parts to the summer of tennis, Australian Open kicking off on Monday. The draw now delayed until tomorrow. There's still one wild card left up for grabs. That'll go down between a couple of Australians. We'll find out about that um, and all the latest action there. And I am looking forward to speaking to Daniel Hoyne, who is... A good friend of the show and, and runs all things at Champion Data. They, they've been smashed as they have been from time to time, but it, I mean, it's not in a bad way. It's a good discussion. It means the season's not too far away. They released their elite player rankings on Champion Data. There were some confusing aspects to it. I'll put that to Daniel. And if you've got a question about their ratings, how it works, perhaps the way that they see the game trends going. They're all over all those types of things. So he's going to join us. And then the head of footy at Adelaide is Adam Kelly. Most importantly, though, plenty of time for your calls. 1300 736 736 is the number. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.